Welcome to the Small Business Big Solutions Podcast, where we discuss the tech solutions that drive the most successful small and medium businesses. I'm your host, Ian Thompson, and each month I'll be joined by a new guest to help shed insights into those solutions. While the importance of cybersecurity has been well documented, it's still easy to see the large corporations in the news and find yourself as an SMB thinking that you won't be attacked. Unfortunately, the data and the reality are a bit harsher. 46% of cyber attacks last year were targeted at businesses with 1,000 or fewer employees, with 60% of these companies going out of business within six months after falling victim to an attack. Hope is not lost, and there are both practices and solutions that SMBs can leverage to improve their security posture. To dig into these, today I'm joined by Nate Helene, lead developer and division lead at Procellus Technology Inc., and Tyler Cohen-Wood, keynote speaker, author, and national security expert. It is a special day here on the Small Business Big Solutions Podcast, as I'm joined by two guests for the first time. We've got Nate Helene, lead developer and division lead at Procellus Technology, Inc., and Tyler Cohen-Wood, keynote speaker, author, national security expert, and co-founder of Dark Kryptonite, a new cybersecurity company, joining me here today. Guys, this is our first episode with two guests that I've hosted, so we are going to have some fun here today. Let's start with a bit of background, though. Tyler, I'm going to come to you first. How did you get into cybersecurity, and how has your perspective on cybersecurity kind of evolved through all of the different roles you've had? Well, I've always been kind of, I don't know, I guess what you would call maybe a little bit nerdy. I would do things like I would tape Star Trek episodes and catalog them by star date. So it was inevitable that I was going to come into something that would be sort of nerdy. But when I graduated, you know, cyber really wasn't much of a thing. So I started doing a A&R rep for a record label and I was a DJ, but I just got so interested in computers. So I moved to San Francisco where I got my first job at a web hosting company. Um, and I was the overnight person in the sock. And I would go in every, every day in my pajamas <laughs> with my uh, Unix book. And I just studied and studied and studied, you know, but that was 1999. A lot has, has really, has really changed um, since then. And it's been very interesting because I have had multiple roles within the cyber, the cybersphere. Most of them have actually been with the Department of Defense and then the Defense Intelligence Agency um, doing digital forensics, incident response, and um, later at DIA Special Comms. And, and I've done a lot of keynote presentations. Um, I've published three books. I'm about to do another one. And um, I, I believe that there are pivotal points in my cybersecurity history. And I believe that one of those pivotal points was 2013 and into 14, when Target first got hacked through HVAC system. And that's kind of changed the playing field for me. And I started to get a little bit concerned. You know, when I was doing presentations, it's also, I started noticing about a couple years ago 
CISOs were scared and they didn't know what to do and they started seeming depressed. And that kind of made me jump into action to try to find a solution to some of the challenges that that they face. So, yeah, I mean, I love cybersecurity. I'm a nerd. I, I don't tape my Star Trek things by star date anymore because I have a, DUR, <laughs> D, a DVR, but. Very cool, very interesting background. I just took some notes on things I wanna come back to. But first, Nate, let's jump to you. Tell me a little bit about Procellus Technology and your role there. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, Procellus Technology is a really small operation. We've got about 20 people now. Uh, we have a lot of divisions doing a lot of different work from transportation IoT to software development. I am lead developer, so I'm generally on the software development side, but I'm also a key administrator in our on-premise network environment, our cloud environment, and our, our security team. Very cool. So you're kind of on both sides there. I'm kind of everywhere. Yeah, kind of everywhere. The everywhere man. Well, that was pretty fast. I, I think I did mine in like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to literally come right back to that. So you mentioned the target hack. Tyler, which I feel like is my jumping off point always to say, hey, there are always these big name companies that get hacked, but a large number, uh, the majority of SMBs, unfortunately, end up getting breached, right? So you mentioned HVAC being kind of like a gateway into this like new world of threats. What are some of the biggest threats that exist today for SMBs? Is it some of these non-traditional devices that we don't think of as a smart device that are gateways into the business? Or is it something that I don't even know? I believe that it's a few things. I believe, you know, there's a lot of a lot of problems that we're seeing in, in some of the, the latest the, the latest threats. I mean, obviously, social engineering attacks account for over 96% of breaches. That has to be cleaned up. It just does. Cybersecurity awareness is great. Training is great. But we are not, we are not winning. We are failing. I read a report recently that said 76% of uh, businesses expect to be hacked within the next 12 months. That says we're not winning. Um, no. So it's incredibly important. I think another big concern for SMBs, compliance, because compliance and regulatory compliance is, is getting pretty stringent. And for a small to medium sized business, it's not always easy to have, you know, a compliance person because with compliance, you have to keep up with everything and it's not an easy thing to do. You know, I think that another really big issue is that they may try to take on too much themselves. And this is where you really want to look into third-party solutions to really handle some of that load. Because when you're in a small business, you, you don't always have the, the talent in-house or you don't always have the ability or even the funding. So, you know, for a lot of SMBs, putting um, their information, uh, working with third parties, I, I think that that's critical. One of the other issues that I've been coming across lately too, and this, this one's interesting, is apparently there's a really big issue, and I've spoken to quite a few companies about this, where um, people, employees are taking secret um, or classified information and they're just putting it on their laptop and taking it home. And it's not necessarily nefarious, but it's not within the, in, in compliance, and that's when things happen, and that's when data gets stolen, and that's when things get um, get get bad. 
So yeah, it's not nefarious. It's careless. Care, yeah, careless. <laughs> Care, yeah, that's true. And yeah. then last but last but not least, and I'll let Nate talk. Um, you know, one of the things that I've run into is sometimes SMBs they don't always know what they have, and they also don't know what they don't have. And it's important for them to know who is responsible for security, um, whether it's a third party and where that security function becomes theirs. So asking a lot of questions, I think, is is really going to be um, SMB's best bet. I like that. Nate, I got to follow up off that for you. So I just heard 76% of SMBs expect to be attacked. Does that, to you and your and Within Procellus, do you guys see customers saying, hey, it's going to happen anyways. Why should we spend the money on technology? Or is it, hey, you need to invest because when this happens, you're going to be better off because you have some of these technologies implemented? So where I'd go from that question, and maybe I'm answering the wrong question, but I feel like when people come to us looking for security, they're looking for cost savings. And I think that's the wrong way to look at it because you're never going to save money by buying a, you know, multiple hundred thousand dollar software package. What it is, is cost avoidance, right? And I think spinning it to the the CEO and the CISO that way is better. Like this breach that you're expecting, it's going to happen. We can minimize the cost when it does. We can hold out a little bit longer with these excellent technologies we've got it. But uh, avoiding the costs by not buying the product is just going to make the total cost higher. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like it's it's like there's certain items that you just need to spend more money on, like shoes, because you could buy a cheaper pair of shoes, but they're not really going to last that long. So you, you want to make sure that's a great point, Nate. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mentioned before, I'm a, I've gotten into running in the past like six months. And that is like the, there's like this cool infographic that if you buy cheap running shoes, yes, it's, you're saving $120 today, but the like risk of injury and everything else is so much higher down the road that like you end up losing thousands of dollars. And that's literally, it hit home for me because I love talking security. And I was like, this is the same conversation that we're having in two very disparate industries. I know, but, but it is, it's the same. It's, it's, it's crazy. So on that note, because it's not cost savings, it is an investment into the business. What are some of the things that SMB should be prioritizing with a cybersecurity solution? One of the things that I think that they should be prioritizing is making sure that everything that they have is within compliance. You know, they also need to be, because a lot of SMBs are, are not going to have their systems on-prem. It's just not going to happen. But, um, you know, really working with your providers, making sure that you have um, systems that help with really good multi-factor authentication and single sign-on, but also give you insight and a view into, you know, what your company is, is doing in terms of cybersecurity. And I think we, we just touched on one, you know, um, not spending the money that's needed, um, you know, for these tools. But again, you can find what you're looking for at any price point because there's so many things that are available. And one of the biggest mistakes that I hope I, you know, never see CISOs or SMBs do is to be depressed about it and overwhelmed because it can be overwhelming 
because there's just so much information. That's why it's important to have a partner, your third party partner that really understands your needs and also understands SMB and and the threat vectors there and really partner with that company, you know, especially making sure you've got your multi-factor authentication, single sign-on and insight into everything that's that's happening. Yeah, on that topic of like the mistake they make, uh, on that exact, exact point is they've got this one and done mindset like okay i bought a monitoring subscription so i'm safe now or i have a backup i'm safe or i just changed my data my password after a data breach we're safe i'm i have an it specialist we're safe the reality is you need all of that stuff and far more and even then you have to be vigilant but cost is an issue right and a small small medium business can't afford everything so any solution that handles multiple attack vectors has got to be prioritized. So something like a backup, uh, that's critical. It solves the ransomware problem, but it also solves insiders deleting their file when they leave. It solves accidental deletions and even a coffee spill on my device, right? I, I, I might be in the market for that as someone who constantly has drinks on their desk. <laughs> Um, no, I think it's a, it's a great point that both of you are making. And, and when I, the first cybersecurity campaign I ever ran in marketing was comparing it to a castle and like, Hey, you have this firewall, which is the walls of the castle. And that's great, but that's not the end all be all like technology is advanced. People have figured out that, Hey, we left the back door open in the castle or, Hey, we can knock down the wall or go over the wall. And what do you do then? What do you do when they're inside? Right? So there's, so many different elements that go into that comprehensive solution that I think you have to, you can't think about it to your point, Nate, about you can't think about the single product being a fix. It is the whole comprehensive solution that you have to look at. And it's interesting, Tyler, you just said you would tell them not to be depressed, overwhelmed. I, I totally understand that because the the biggest thing that I've realized as a marketer talking about security, it's a really tough topic to talk about and not be scary. Like it's tough to be like, throw these numbers out and be like, 76% of you expect to be breached. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, frankly, you know, that, that, that's really frightens me. It scares me because, you know, again, we're, we don't seem to be winning. We can win. And I believe that, that there, that is possible. Um, I believe every problem has a solution. You just have to figure out what it is. But yeah, I mean, I do um, kind of worry about, you know, the SMBs and um, being able to really handle um, the load because, you know, you guys know this too, that a majority of small businesses that get breached, they go in, out of business. You know, again, I will bring up compliance. Compliance has become an enormous issue. If you think setting up zero trust is, is difficult, making sure that everything is compliant is also difficult. So you want to have the right experts and the right, um, you know, third party solutions that can really help you understand that. So what are some of the things that SMBs are looking for? I'm going to have you both give me kind of a top three list that SMBs can do right now today to enhance their posture, right? So is it investments? Is it training? Obviously, you hear that phrase, the biggest threats between the keyboard and the chair. What are the top three that each of you think of when you think of improving kind of a cybersecurity stance within a small or medium-sized business? 
Uh, Nate, I'm going to you first for this one. Uh, you stole my first one. End user training has to be the first thing you look at. It's not it's not the the 1990s hacker movie guy with the hoodie sitting at a keyboard. I'm in. It's my employee clicked a link, and now we have malware in our <laughs> environment. Uh, second up is going to be an MFA solution. Like uh, I, I like Cisco Duo, but there are others. Data breaches involving passwords are, are something we have to ex- accept as a risk of doing business on the internet. Because even if I'm perfect on my security, my my solar winds gets breached, and suddenly, oh well, my password's out there on the open now. But the good thing is, I've got multi-factor, so. A, I know it's happening because I'm getting the notifications, and B, they're not getting in. But the downside of that is you have to make sure to get that end user training so people aren't just like blindly accepting every MFA that comes in. Make yeah. sure you actually asked for it. <laughs> the last one I'm going to say is another is again backups. They solve so many problems. I like that. I I was a LimeWire generation kid. Oh my! So the, I remember that. <laughs> the uh, being the, that's the only reason I know the biggest threat is between the keyboard and the chair is because I was the biggest threat for many years downloading that's music so mashups. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the password backup on that. I'm a big Chrome user. And they now share like how many times your password's been exposed or whatever. And if you get breached and you click on that, it is one of the scariest moments that I've had on the internet. Yeah. Because I was like, my, I have 70 something passwords that are now out there that I need to go change quickly. So it's good that that exists. But again, it's it, it's tough to your point, Tyler, to not get depressed and overwhelmed with it yeah, at times. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I did a keynote for a, a, a small to medium sized bank in the Northeast. It was it was hard actually having the conversation with the CEO and CISO because, I mean, they really were depressed. And I felt so bad for them. So I, you know, wanted to see, you know, do whatever I could to help them to be able to really understand that it's not, it doesn't have to be complicated. It is complicated, but it it doesn't have to be, especially if, you know, you're using the right third parties, because I think that that's a big, that's a mistake too. You know, unless you have a CISO for hire, um, a CISO that maybe you buy hours from and um, they come work for you. But otherwise, you know, you really it's you may really want to put it into the hands of third party. And you know, what's really interesting is going back to the first question um, where you talked about what all has has really changed. Well, this this is something that that I think has has changed where it's no longer enough to train the users. It has to be a technical solution with a unique way of training. And one thing that I have noticed doing presentations is that if I say something in a presentation, like if you click on this link, you could be exposing your company to ransomware. And people are like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then if you say the same thing, but just differently, if you click that link, not only could you be exposing your company to ransomware, but you could be allowing hackers into your home, giving them full access to video cameras, smart TV, smart alarms, anything else. And they perk up and listen because the techniques that you're going to use to secure your business are literally the same techniques you're going to use to secure your home and your family. And when you personalize it in that manner, that's when people take notice. I like that because you're right. I've I've heard that speech a hundred times and 
you know, hey, there's a font that I need downloaded or whatever it is. And I'm like, ah, it won't happen to me this time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you made it personal. So now I'm like, oh, maybe it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I think as cybersecurity professionals, we have to be we really have to be responsible when we are doing presentations and not you know, chastise users or blame users for clicking on something when I know every single one of us gets, I at least get five vishing, phishing, smishing attacks a day. And, you know, people are not always at their best. So that's why, you know, I I think the technology needs to be brought up a little bit and the cybersecurity awareness training has to be made more personal and interesting. Yes. And I I think the good news for SMBs is that there is starting to be a lot of messaging and promotion around security in the space because back to Target, I think for so long it was the Targets, the Paneras, it's these huge companies that we see on the news. It's not happening to the five location gym or anything like that. It It would never be me, right? But- Statistically speaking, it's usually you. You're just not getting on the news. <laughs> it's so incredibly true. And, and you know, small to medium business hospitals, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but do you know that uh, health care records are one of the most expensive things you can buy on the dark web? And about 90 something percent, high 90 percentage of exfiltrated data ends up on the dark web. Wow. So SMB Healthcare is a ripe, low-hanging fruit that we need to protect. It is. And, and, and they need a lot of protection yeah. because, you know, I, I see hospitals and financial institutions as critical infrastructure. I agree. I'm going to end this with a fun question uh, that we did not prep for or I gave any indication that I was going to ask. I'll go first with an answer because I just thought of it. So we usually ask who would be the worst fictional TV movie character to get on a WebEx with. In today's conversation focused around security, I'm going to ask who is the worst fictional TV or movie character to be a potential threat to his or her company. This just came to me top of mind. I feel like Han Solo in Star Wars is not abiding by a whole lot of protocols that maybe the Millennium Falcon needed to be ha- needed to have for security posture. <laughs> I, I'm going to get let Nate go because my answer is a little out there. <laughs> My answer is so obvious. I'm just going with Michael Scott from the He's from always the my office. answer for this. Yes. <laughs> because he knows everything, right? He's confident. He's like, yeah. I'm doing it. And what he's doing is totally wrong. Tyler, what do you got? Take us home. I, I would probably say uh, one of the characters from Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, um, in particular Raquel, because, you know, she doesn't always tell the truth. Sorry, I, I like reality agree. TV. It's it, it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> nope, my wife watches all of Bravo, so I always joke that I uh, just it like through osmosis I learn about these shows. Well, Tyler, Nate, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I am feeling smarter leaving this. I hope that our listeners feel the same way, and let's all just be good stewards of our own practices and we will be a better society for it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. 